Okay, evening everyone. Welcome to Pushing Rubber Podcast, episode number 10. Double figures, bitches. This thing's screaming along. Uh, you're going to hear a few things in the background while this is going on because my cat is being a little prick today. Nothing I can do. It's a cat. Uh, episode number 10, episode number 10. Uh, and this, uh, my name's Adam Pickett, coming to you from cloudy, rainy, miserable Melbourne in Australia. And uh, this is the Pushing Rubber podcast. And today is the Ghostbusters episode. Yes, the Ghostbusters episode, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, first of all, the cigar. Here I have it here in this little tube of the episode is a Monte Cristo uh, number four, uh, also known as a, uh, it's also known as the Petite Tubo uh, because it comes in an, also in a little nice little carrying um, cylinder so you don't damage your cigar if you're carrying it around. Uh, I haven't smoked it yet. I'll be smoking it after this because I, I don't like to smoke in, inside my study because it just gets a bit smelly. Uh, a drink of the episode I have, uh, so a beer this time and in... Honor of all my American cousins and friends out there, uh, I've gone with an American beer, a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, handcrafted ale um, from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, Chicho CA, and Mills River NC. Is that North Carolina? North Carolina? Is that right? I don't know. Anyway, it's very good. It's a very good. Um, it's a very good winter because um, it's you know, full-bodied and quite heavy, whereas in the summer I prefer something a little bit lighter and crispier than that. But this is very good for the season that I'm in. Of course, over in America right now, you guys are in July. You've just had the 4th of July. You'll be in your best period of the year. All you motorbike riders out there will be biking around, and you'll be going to the movies, I imagine. You'll be going to the movies, and you'll be going to the movies to see holiday movies and movies like, I imagine, Ghostbusters, dear oh dear. Uh, so I went and saw Ghostbusters. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not going to go see Ghostbusters remake with a bunch of fucking women in it. I mean, Christ almighty. you just got to be kidding me. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave... That uh, losers like Aaron Clary go went and saw it and did a YouTube review. Um, no, Aaron's not a loser. He actually got his um, uh, fan club to pay for him to go. He wanted to raise a million dollars. I like his style. He got to about one fifty. Uh, he went and saw it. So instead of going and watching this terrible movie, uh, what I decided to do was instead to watch uh, a whole bunch of uh, YouTube reviews on it. Um, so I watched um, one, two, three, four. I watched four uh, reviews um, and I read a couple of good reviews about it as well. And all of the links to these I'll post up on my blog under this episode. So if you're coming to this episode from SoundCloud, you can reach my blog. Just click over there on the right-hand side. You'll see pushingrubberdownhill.com or, or just look for it you know, on Google or whatever your search engine is. And under this episode, I'll have all of these links of the stuff that I watch. And what I decided was, because some of these are quite long, 
Um, Aaron's is about half an hour. Um, so these are the ones I watched. I watched Aaron Clary's. I watched Half in the Bag episode uh, from Red Letter Media, and that was like uh, 45 minutes. So it's up to an hour so far. So I'm halfway through the movie. Um, I watched um, Angry Joe's show have an angry movie rant on it, which was almost half an hour. And then I watched their spoiler discussions, which is another half as well, half hour as well. So that's, I'm up to two hours now, so this is as long as the movie. And then I finished off with Movie Bob, uh, which I'll get to in just a moment. I also read uh, two reviews of it. I read Milo's review, um, and I read a review by uh, the main uh, movie reviewer in the Australian newspaper. Um, and for those of you overseas, don't, uh, the Australian is probably the most well-regarded newspaper in Australia. Uh, and that's going to come into account when we look at um, Stephen, Stephen Ramey's review of it. So... What I want to talk about, I want, I'm going to talk about two things with regards to this movie. What I want to start off with um, is is what I've been able to piece together about it from the lead up to this on the internet over the last few months when the um, the trailer to it was released and was, I think, the most disliked trailer in YouTube history. And that's saying something. Um and so all the huge build-up to it, and a bunch of people have written stuff about it before the movie came out. Um, there's been a lot of internet discussion on it, uh, which is you know obviously mostly a waste of time. And and now I've watched two hours worth of reviews from a broad cross section of of reviewers, and I've read a few reviews as well. So I think I feel um, able to comment on this film without having seen it at all because there's no way in hell I'm going to spend two hours of my life and 20 bucks watching this piece of garbage. Um, first of all, I want to talk about the original Ghostbusters with Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd and the black dude. No one ever remembers his fucking name. Um, and um, that movie was a movie about small business. That's what it was about. And the bad guys in that movie... Um, were not the ghosts, and Milo reiterated this in his in his review. Uh, they were the New York bureaucracy. That's that's who they were working against. And the the first Gus, Ghostbusters film is a celebration of capitalism, the free market economy, and small business and startup mentality, and getting something off the ground, as opposed to the sheltered and um, uh, nepotistic world of academia. So the Dan Aykroyd character and the, the characters in the first film come from academia and they're basically kicked out, they lose their funding, and then they have to make it in the real world by setting up a business. And So the ghosts are a backdrop to this. So there was real depth and nuance to the first movie. Uh, I won't even talk about the second movie, I don't even saw it. Um, I, I rarely go to sequels um, because, well... I think that just says. I mean, the only I think the only good sequel in the history of the world is Empire Strikes Back. That's about it. I'd say. I'm sure all you you film film nerds out there will come up with you know sequels that are. But I think I think Empire Strikes Back was best sequel of all time because it was better than the original film. 
Um, so I didn't go to the sequel, but that, that's what the first movie was about. It was about uh, small business, and it was subtle. It was well-written. It didn't have a chip on its shoulder. In fact, it was the opposite of having a chip on its shoulder. It was, it was cool. It was Bill Murray in his prime, um, and what a wonderful film it was. Um, so now we get this movie, and, and they're calling it a reboot. It's Ghostbusters reboot. So what are you rebooting? Are you rebooting the original idea uh, that I've just spoken about? Or are you rebooting ghosts and shooting them with backpacks, with chicks instead of blokes? And the answer to that is it's the second one. Apparently they turn into kung fu masters towards the end of the film. Uh, by the way, there's going to be heaps of spoiler alerts here. I don't give a fuck because if you if you actually go and watch this movie, you're a loser. Um, so it's it's Ghostbusters with tits. That's what it is. Um, but it's even worse than that. Um, now the director of this film's name is Paul Feig. Feig, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't care to pronounce his name either. So. No one correct me on how to pronounce his name. Um, and he, I've sat through 15 minutes of one of his other films and that's all I could get through and that was Bridesmaids. And that was only a few weeks ago because uh, a friend of mine um, lent me the film and said, oh, oh, this is great, you'll really love this. And my friend's gone down in my estimates since this moment. And he gave it to me, and it was like at a you know drinks around his Friday afternoon drinks at his house, and I was looking at this going, nah, dude, I really don't think this is me. And he goes, no, no, you'll love it. It's really, really funny. This bridesmaids film, and I think um, I think McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy, I think was in that film as well, who's in this Ghostbusters reboot. So I took it home and I watched the first fifteen minutes, and that was it. I was done because what bridesmaids was was women trying to be blokes. Uh, they, they were basically trying to remake um, classic uh, comedies with, like, I suppose what was Bridesmaids, I don't know, a cross between um, The Bachelor and uh, Bachelor Party, I suppose, with Tom Hanks back in the day, which was a real blokey, buddy kind of guy film. Um, and let's do that with girls. But let's do that not with girls being on a hen's night. Let's do it and it's they're going to be acting as blokes. And this is the, the core thing. Now, I haven't seen Fig's other movies, which were Heat and, The Heat and Spy, which were both police and espionage comedies, both also with women and all the leads. But I'm just going to imagine that they're following the same theme. Chicks acting like blokes and thinking that's all you need to do. Now, just go to the the publicity shot for this Ghostbusters reboot that you get, and you get the shot of the four female leads um, in front of their car about to go somewhere or other. Yeah? That's, that's, the, that's one of the main... It's not the main publicity shot, but it's one of the main publicity shots. And what I'll do is I'll stick that on my... On my uh, blog post for this episode as well so it's all nice and clear 
Now, let me just get that up as well so that we're all on the same page. And I've got it here somewhere. Oh, now it's fucking disappeared. That'd be right. All right, I know what it looks like. If you look at that picture, the four women in it are posing and they're trying to be men. They're trying to... What's going through their head or what the director said to them at that moment is, all right, pretend you're guys. How would guys stand? And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, uh." Putting their chest out and putting their shoulders back and kind of, you can see them just arching their arms there. Uh, 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 That sort of thing. We're blokes. (laughs) We're blokes. (laughs) And every clip that I've seen from the film, that's what they're trying to... That's what they are. They're, they're, They're girls trying to be guys. Um, Milo described them as teenage boys with tits um, because of their behaviour, because apparently in the first 10 minutes it's all fart jokes. Well, it's not fart jokes, they're vagina jokes. They're farts from the front, as uh, one of the reviews said that I saw. So this is the this is all they can think that men can be ju- juvenile. If you look Now, you might say to yourself, well, men are juvenile. Sure, well, you go back to the original Ghostbusters. Went went around doing fart jokes, you know. This was this was genu- genuinely funny material that they were using, uh, and like I said, it a depth to it. Uh, this this this, from what I've seen of the reviews, has, has absolutely none of that. So it's girls trying to be boys, and they're failing, obviously, because they failed terribly in bridesmaids. Like I said, fifteen minutes, and it was like, nah, no more of this. I, what, why am I going to watch my time? Why would I watch girls? Pretending that they're blokes, yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't see any point in doing that, yeah. Um, and this is a really big failure. I mean, I'd say that Feig, the director, has been building up to this through his whole directing career. This has been, this was going to be the big one, you know. This is the big payoff, and everyone involved with this movie, it, it hopefully it will kill the careers of every single person involved with this. Absolutely everyone, just just kill their careers dead, a smoking ruin. Um, a husk of what 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 they were before, never never to be the words, never to be names, never to be spoken again, in, in only in hushed whispers in corridors of of, of, of film schools everywhere, I mean, examples of what not to do in a million fucking years. Because what they've done is just is just absolutely absolutely terrible. So I'm going to go to a quote from one of the reviews uh, of Feig. Um, by the way, who to blame for this? Like I said, I want everyone's career who touched this film to dissolve in in slime, green slime, obviously. But who's responsible for this this travesty is obviously the director Feig, um, because he also wrote the script. I co-wrote the script. Like you just want to blame, blame the screenwriters for this, but but Feig directed it and co-wrote the script. Um. And this is the quote I've got from one of one of the film reviews. So Feig, who wrote the script with Katie Dippold, approached uh, this challenge of sensibly of doing this film, saying his plan was to, quote, tell a story you haven't seen before or tell a story you've seen before but in a way you haven't seen it, unquote. What does that mean? What does... Is- what is what does that mean? Tell a story you haven't seen before, or tell a story that you've seen it before, but in a way that you haven't seen it. So he it sounds like he failed, unless his way of 
all right, we've seen Ghostbusters succeed. Let's see Ghostbusters fail like a big fat turd. Maybe that was his way of seeing it, seeing it like you haven't seen it before. Like the first movie, you really liked it, and the second movie, you you you, you want to scratch your eyes out if you go along to the movie theater to watch it, which I'm not going to do because obviously I'm not, I'm not retarded. So this is a movie about girls trying to be boys. And look, there's a as a writer myself, writing female parts is hard because it's easy to fall into the trap of just writing um, boys with tits. Uh, but this is obviously the reverse of it, yeah. Um, and I think you might have seen a Jack Nicholson movie from years ago, back in the 90s, called As Good As It Gets, where he plays a writer and he hates his fans because he's you know got all these mental issues. And um, one of his female fans accosts him and says, oh, I just love how you write women, you know, I love it so much. How do you... How do you get your female characters so believable, so true? I'm paraphrasing, of course. And he says, well, when I write a woman, I think of a man, but I take away reason and accountability. Great line. Absolutely fantastic line. So he's thought of how, and it's actually it's a great line because it's pretty fucking true. He's thought about how women are going to be in his books and they work. This film this has just got, oh, you're blokes, be blokes. Oh, okay, well, we'll just have to strike dumb poses and talk like this. That's it. There you go. That's all they've got. Which is really, 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 really dumb. Because we've got, we've got great female heroes in films. Go to Alien. I mean, feminists hate Alien. They fight, hate Sigourney Weaver so much because she was the ultimate pale woman in 1979, if my memory serves me correct. Did a fantastic job. What about Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Kills vampires. She's a blonde chick, little little blonde cheerleader who kills vampires by putting a stake through their heart. And she uses her femininity to do that. But these characters in this film, they're not not female at all. They're just, as Milo says, teenage boys trying to be... Well, teenage... I don't even know what the fuck they are, but I'm not going to go watch them. Now, I said there were two aspects of this I wanted to talk about, and I'm getting up to the second one now. So I've watched two hours. I've watched two hours of reviews about this Ghostbusters film, and they were pretty entertaining. Aaron's was very entertaining. He had some good points. Uh, Half in the bag really, really took the shit out of this film. Um, well, everyone took the shit out of this film. Um, well, not everyone took the shit out of this film. That's that's my interesting point. Not everybody did. Uh, look, uh, there's a there's a there's a, a rule. It's an internet rule about um, if uh, I can't remember what, what it's called. I'm not remembering a lot of stuff today. It's too many Sierra Nevada Pale Ales because I'm half in the bag as well. Every time in my life that I've been involved in a real-life episode that has been reported in the media, in any form of the media, whether it's print or television. And I knew what happened because I was there. And a couple of times I've actually been interviewed about something. Every single time, the media has got it wrong. Every single time. Totally wrong. Now, that's for two reasons. One, they're stupid. And two, they have an agenda. The media aren't interested in reporting facts. 
um, a media interested in, in spinning a tale to get sales and get clicks now. It used to be get sales and views on on sales as in newspaper sales, magazine sales, and views on the ratings on television. Now it's clicks. That's that's what they're after. So it's all it's all geared around that. That's that that's what it's all geared to. So what it is is propaganda. And you know, kiddies out there, you might have seen shots of Soviet Union propaganda or Nazi Germany propaganda or Chairman Mao. Chinese 1960s propaganda, you know, the, the, the posters. And, and you can look at this and go, oh, <laughs> well, they worked, didn't they? Everyone believed them at the time. Most people believed them. So mainstream media is propaganda, and it can be really hard to burst the bubble of this and, and, and really look at what you're seeing and understand what's going on. Because the trap that you fall into is you're reading, say, a newspaper, and you read an article about something that you know, you have personal first-hand experience with, and you go, that's all wrong. What the fuck? What the fuck? How could they say that? That's all wrong. And then you go to the next article and you go, oh, look at that. Oh, apparently this happened. And you completely forget about the fact that you've already picked them up on being completely wrong about something you know about. But as soon as you look at something you don't know about, you assume they're completely right. This is the internal bias that we kind of have in these sort of things. So when something like Ghostbusters comes along, it's a really, it's a really good method to burst this propaganda bubble or to help you do it. So Aaron Cleary said it was shit. Milo said it was shit. Half in the bag um, were excruciating in how shit they said it was. Uh, Angry uh, Angry Joe show, I think Angry Joe gave it 2 out of 10. Um, a A total travesty is what he called it. If I look at the half in the bag... Uh, episode here um, theatrical disaster horribly unfunny juvenile what else did they call it tasteless, dumb, forced disgusting let me just go that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Mike came up with uh, on that but then we get to movie Bob Movie Bob. Now, some of you might be familiar with Movie Bob. Movie Bob, if memory serves me correctly, and I might be wrong, but if memory serves me correctly, he started on The Escapist uh, doing movie reviews, and he was actually not too bad. It was pretty good. Um, This was probably five or six years ago I remember watching Movie Bob. Or listening to movie Bob reviews, um, but apparently he's just moved over to Geek.com, and um, so he's now he's now gone fully fully employed on this. He's really needing to trade off his name, and he gave it. I think he gave it four out of five. He started off by saying that it couldn't be better than the original because the original was great for so many reasons. And he had to do that because he had actually got a Ghostbusters, original Ghostbusters review out where he goes into depth on how fantastic the original Ghostbusters movie is. 
He says in his review that the, the script doesn't make sense. He says basically that the whole new movie doesn't make sense. The ending doesn't make sense. But his sum up of it is he loves the four characters and he'd love to hang out with them. And for that, he thinks it's actually not half bad and he'd love to see a sequel of this piece of giant turd. Well, that's a bit surprising, isn't it? Like all these other people are saying that it's, it's you know, horror, the horror show personified, and movie Bob's um, giving it a big, a big fat pass. Um, wow. What could be going on there? Well, boys and girls, let Uncle Adam tell you, movie Bob has sold out. Movie Bob got told what he needed to say. They said, and this is why this film is so good to pick this stuff up, because normally it's not so blatantly obvious, but this, is, has, this film has a feminist agenda. The director has a feminist agenda. Okay? He says, camp is a row of tents. All of this is about feminism. All of this is about selling a narrative. So what you're seeing now is who's willing to sell out for it. Yeah? And you only have in this life, especially if you're a persona who's, who's built up a reputation, you only have your credibility to stand on. Once you sacrifice your credibility for whatever reason, it's gone. And it doesn't matter what you've done before and how great it was, you'll never get it back. It's just not possible. All right? I think... Um, a uh, a great example of this is George Lucas. Okay, George Lucas did the Star Wars films. He did Raiders of the Lost Ark with Steven Spielberg. He did so many great things, and then he did the Phantom Menace, and then he redid Star Wars so that Han didn't shoot first. And George Lucas lost his credibility, and there's nothing he can do. There's nothing he can do. The fans don't want to know about him anymore. Movie Bob has just lost his credibility because Geek.com has said to him, we need you to say this movie's good. And Movie Bob would have watched this movie throwing up in his own mouth. I have no doubt that Movie Bob was throwing up in his own mouth when he was watching this fucking movie. But he was told by the powers of B, you've got to say something good about it and you've got to give it a good score. Watch Movie Bob's review. Watch what he actually says. This guy has just sold his soul. He's just, he's just fucked over everything that he spent the last six or seven years building up. He's just killed it, killed it dead. He's been killing it for a while, but this is the nail in the coffin. Movie Bob has rolled over. And this is why this Ghostbusters film is so fantastic, because you can see who's prepared to sell out. Who's prepared to trample over everything that they stand for? If a movie reviewer is not prepared to stand up for movies, for his honest opinion of what a movie's like, then he stands for nothing. He can't stand for anything because that's what he's built his whole life around. When you take that and then you compare it to then general journalism, you can start painting a picture of what's going on out there. So movie Bob, big fat fail. Well done, movie Bob. Well done, you. Yeah, You just killed any credibility that you have. Let's go to another one. Let's go back to the Australian newspaper, 
and Stephen Ramey. Lit- Excuse me. Literary editor of The Australian. Literary editor. Okay. I've got a bunch of other movie reviewers, but apparently they didn't want to touch Ghostbusters with a 10-foot pole, but Stephen Ramey gave it three and a half stars out of five. He gave this film more stars than the last film he looked at, which was The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. He only could give that that film three stars. That was a pretty good film. That was a bit of fun. Go see The Nice Guys. I actually liked that film. I thought it was great. They all make a remake and fuck it up, but that's a, that's a funny movie. It's a funny movie. He gave that three stars. He gave... Feminine Ghostbusters, three and a half. Um, Women Rule Ghostbusters Reboot. That's his, that's his take out of it. I'll, I'll have a link to his one as well. Um, here's, here's, his third, here's his third paragraph, quoting, There's been a bit of debate over the feminization of such a well-known movie, which Feig, the director, seems to anticipate with a deft joke, a deft joke boys and girls, a deft joke early on as the would-be Ghostbusters check their online profile. Ain't no bitches gonna hunt no ghost, declares one troller. Hmm. He thinks that's great. So shitting over your core audience before the... By the way, by the way, apparently this movie shits over its core audience, its fan base. Now, they made the movie before they put the trailer out. Yeah. They can't say that they put the trailer out, the fans hated the shit out of it, and then they went back, redid the movie, so they shut all over their fans. These guys shut over their fans first. They were shitting over their fans from the very beginning, and the fans were smart enough to pick this up from the fucking trailer. Yeah? That's the thing with nerds. Nerds have been shat on their whole life, for the most part. But nerds are generally pretty smart customers. So when you try and shit over nerds over something that they're passionate about, well, they're going to turn around and bite you. Look at Gamergate. Look at Gamergate. They got bit hard for that. Let's go back to this abortion of a written review from Stephen fucking Ramey. Uh, I'll just go to the end what he says. Um... The Ghostbusters, as the media calls them, are also aware of a possible spectre-rousing villain who perhaps gives himself away with his first line about how humanity walks through sewage and needs to be cleaned up. The mayor is another problem, so we have the Ghostbusters and Kevin taking on just about everyone, alive and undead. Are they just incredibly sad, lonely woman, women, as the mayor's office calls them, or city-saving, city-saving superheroes? You'll find out in the energetic end sequence which makes clever use of the cute Ghostbusters logo and leaves the door wide open for a sequel. As Abby tells childhood friend Erin at one point, this is what we dreamed about since we were little kids. There you go. Three and a half stars. Three and a half stars out of five, Stephen Ramey gives this movie. Stephen Ramey just sold out. Stephen Ramey probably sold out long ago. But Stephen Ramey just show, sold out in no uncertain terms. It's plain for all to see. This is the great thing about this Ghostbusters film. Yeah, If Stephen Ramey, if you read one of his, or Movie Bob, if you, if you read or watched one of their reviews before this, 
maybe you'd have a suspicion. Maybe you'd have an inkling. Maybe you'd be like, well, you know, maybe, oh, I don't know. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, you say. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. That's what they depend on. They depend on the benefit of the doubt. But with this film, with Ghostbusters, it's so atrociously awful. And there is such a huge push to make it a success by those culture warriors out there with the whole feminization thing going on, that these two things clash, they collide. So what we have from Ghostbusters is a rock-solid, grade-A, gold-standard method of identifying people in the media who have sold out. In fact, I'll put it out there to you that you can probably get members of the media who aren't reviewing the film to sell themselves out. Just tweet to them. Just tweet them. What do you think of the new Ghostbusters film? Was it pretty awesome? See what they say. You'll know for sure. You'll know for sure. You'll know for sure how much they are selling out their little souls for this giant, giant fucking turd of a story. It's like we've had Mad Max, Feminist Road. We've had feminized Star Wars. Both of those, they got away with it. Apparently, I haven't seen any of these movies, by the way. Apparently, Mad Max, the action scenes are pretty good. It's a pretty good action movie. Yeah. Star Wars, for some, somehow they got away with it. Yeah. It was like rebooting the original. But with Ghostbusters, they fucked up. They thought, oh, we got away with it with Mad Max. We got away with it with Star Wars. We just, we'll just shit all over them with Ghostbusters. We'll shit all over them. And that's what they've tried to do. So with Ghostbusters, they've taken it a step too far. Feminists will love this film. They'll be crowing this, crowing this to all corners of the internet because they have to. They have to get on board. You have to like this film if you're progressive. You have to not only like it, you have to love it. You have to show the other progressives that you like it more than anyone else. Even so, Stephen Romay could only give it 3.5 stars. And Ruby Bob could only give it, well, he couldn't go the full hog. He'd give it a big solid 5 out of 5. Okay. So this is a great litmus test, litmus test for you to identify frauds, con artists, and people who have sold out, killed their reputation and everything that they stand for. Which is great. That's a really great thing. Um, I think that's that's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, I'll put the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters girl pose up there on my blog, and you can have a look at that. Just look at that. Just look at that photo. Yeah. Um, I'll put up also all of the uh, other reviews uh, that we saw there. So half in the bag, movie Bob. Angry Joe and Aaron Cleary, Captain Capitalism. Uh, his was the first one that I watched. Uh, Aaron also sponsors this show, so make sure you go check out his website. 
uh, and also check out his books and his podcast because he does a podcast. It actually comes out the same day that mine comes out. Uh, but look, two great things in one day. What more can you want about that? Um, I had a bunch of other stuff that I was going to talk about this week, um, but I like to keep my podcasts fairly short, and this has already gone 36 minutes. So I think that that's a pretty good conclusion. So there we go. There's my Ghostbusters non-review review. I didn't go see the movie. I'm not going to go see the movie. But I tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to go smoke my Monte Cristo number four. I'm going to go finish my Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And I'm going to watch the original Ghostbusters, which is a cracking film. Just all sorts of brilliance. And I'm going to toast to Harold Ramis, who was a genius, and Bill Murray. Um, Poor Bill Murray. Apparently they had to drag him into this film. Apparently Sony blackmailed him. Um, I don't know what, but apparently they were going to sue him if he didn't appear in this film. But from what I've heard, he just sat in a chair chair and in the film and, and look like he wanted to tell them to go fuck himself. So good on you, Bill. Uh, very good man. Uh, for my listeners out there and readers, if you by chance decide you want to brave this film, if you by chance decide that you want to go along and make up your own mind and not trust my heavenly word, dear, dear um, let me know what you thought of it, you know. Was movie Bob right? Was it four out of five? You tell me. Um, check out my blog, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Check out my book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, <laughs> um, which is a story about me becoming a rafting guide and travelling all over the world and having hedonistic adventures and being a total nihilist. Um, and my new book is coming out. It's... I was hoping to get it out by the end of this month. I've been talking to my editor. We're going to need a little bit more time. It's August now. It's August. Yeah, I know. We've also had cover problems because my cover designer went on holiday at an inopportune time. Um, So that book uh, will be coming out uh, within about a month, but more on that as it nears a completion and final wrapping up. So it's good night from me. It's good night from my bottle of beer. It's good night from my cigar little tube here. It's good night from the Duke, my cat. Dukey, say good night. Go on. You know you want to. Yeah, little fuck. Um, and I will see you all again next week on the Pushing Rubber Podcast. Stay safe. Adam out. <laughs>